Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Yeah, that's great. And that's definitely where we live in that emerging middle market kind of size. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of differences here, whether you're a consumer-based business or you're a, um, a B2B business. There's going to be a lot of nuances there, whether you're services or manufacturing. So the reason we use the FTE numbers is that's the easiest way we've been able to see where there are barriers. Right. Uh, the I mean, full-time just for employees. Uninitiated, FTE means full-time employees. Yeah, sorry. Those words. TLA, right? Three I don't know what acronym. TLA is. Three-letter acronym. That's the joke. <laughs> the TLA. Um, actually, one of my clients who claims that marketing uh, is the biggest business full of TLAs uh, is very quick to tell me that when I'm in a meeting. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I think what we're seeing is there's it's a shift from being owner-focused businesses into now there's delegation, there's leadership teams. Um, you know, we're, we're people are establishing org charts and and really even non employee, excuse me, non-owner leadership is occurring. So those are, those will be three steps that, that you move through. Um, you know, ver- tech infrastructure is easy, right? I'm, I'm, you're, you're talking, you see a lot of ads on TV about ERP systems, right? Everybody's got to have an ERP system. Well, not ERP, really. Enterprise Relationship Management? Uh, no, ERP would be what? Enterprise Resource uh production. I don't even remember what ERP stands for. See, it's a TLA. Who cares? There's these big systems that understand the entire business. It's accounting okay, business and manufacturing and shipping. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're business. They're, they're BMS. That was a little joke too. BMS, another three-letter acronym. Um, so the business focus is narrowing down. As Interestingly enough, we, you know, we see as you get larger, focus gets narrower. I think that's really a, a curious uh, aspect of that. But from a sales and marketing standpoint, what we see is the businesses that grow begin to see that sales and marketing is a lever that they can pull that often is not pulled or they don't understand how to pull it. Specifically, they discover that marketing is this mysterious thing. And, and we take a lot of people from marketing is this soft, soft thing and, and sales is this hard nosed and go get it thing. Well, almost every business owner has to sell something, right? So we all grow up kind of learning some sales stuff and maybe we went to a class and maybe we read a book. So everybody's kind of decent at selling something. The marketing thing, we assume that our, you know, our niece who just graduated from uni that, uh, well, they can put the art together and now everybody, you know, you can get online and do a Wix website. So skip that agency. What, yeah. I want to know how you define marketing because I give you my definition. How do you define marketing? Oh, I bought. I bought in. I'm with you. Okay. Um, I think that the most unique thing about marketing that we would that we find people going, huh, never considered it that way, is that because of our focus on the behavioral science, we start. We we call it selling backwards. We start with late stage deals. We start by helping our clients close the deals with the people who already know them. The people that know the product, the people you know, like everybody has that list, right? We've, yeah, we've been selling to this company for 10 years and we've never gotten a deal. Like, well, 
Let's start there because that's the lowest number of barriers to overcome. Let's right. figure out what's going on. And the science points us to understand there's five things, six things that can, it depends on how your point of view, but that, that you can love six processes, the science calls it, that you can leverage that are very different from early stage processes like raising awareness. Okay, whatever, social liberation. That's why um, I'm saying this, if, if we were writing it, I'd put the SIC, right, the Latin sick. Um, yeah, this is why you put Aaron Rodgers on TV to, to pump your insurance company, right? Because, oh, the, the social liberation, if Aaron Rodgers likes State Farm, then I should like, well, Aaron Rodgers, not so much this week. But, you know, that's why, we, that's why you have these spokespeople. Well, that's a great early stage technique, less so when you've got deals, right? Aaron Rodgers doesn't close the deal at State Farm. State Farm salespeople close the deal at State Farm. So we see that selling backwards model, it's focus in the sales enablement, that middle of the funnel, closer to cash, uh, begin there. Then let's look at customer success. That's the second in the order of priority. Uh, and notice I haven't yet said, let's build a new website, let's get a new logo, let's build, a, let's build some ads, let's get some Google going more. And this is all internal structures, right? So you can, you can find so much value in reducing customer melt, engendering customer advocacy, closing more deals that your sales force already has. I spent the week with a $50 million. Was, that was like buzzwords again. What? They're not buzzwords, SD. I, you know. Those are buzzwords. What Tell does me it mean? The... What do you actually do to close the deal that hasn't closed in 10 years? What do you do? You call oh, the guy, you... what's the difference in the conversation and the behavior and the activity and the communication that takes someone who hasn't been a sale in a decade and turns them into a sale? Yeah, um, probably one of the most heavily leaned on techniques there is uh, helping relationships. So what's a helping relationship, Esty says, that's buzzwords. I do, I do kind of appreciate you drilling me on this stuff, but um, <laughs> the, um, yeah, the idea of a helping, a helping relationship. relationship. Yeah, a helping relationship is somebody who's trustworthy, like in, in, the, in the- Like how can I help you? Well, it's some, it's not a salesperson because we don't trust the sales guy, right? Because the salesperson is just trying to make money. Okay. Um, they have a, we've been taught they have a selfish intent. Um, but the, the service tech or the engineer or a third party who's maybe styling you, that would be French for like an influencer, right? The idea that social influencers, they do care about how I look and present or somebody like you, ST. I mean, you're an influencer, right? You, if you tell somebody to buy a particular, if you said you should call Sean at Fitzmartin and he's going to get you into marketing automation technology that'll close more deals, then that's a helping relationship because I'm not paying you to say that. You've just seen it. You've, ah. you believe it. Right. <laughs> so, it. so that's- oh, they, a have a, they have a term for this in like the social cultures, right? Let's it's like a hype girl. Yeah. At the social yeah. It's like, you need a hype girl. Need a hype girl. And so another, another great, technique that most people don't consider and the behavioral science points us to and think about this personally let's not even let's not even worry about business um let's say you've got that significant other in your life and you're like you know i really want to bring that person i, I want to get this third-party endorsement and my mom and dad maybe your your belief system says mom and dad should bless whoever your significant other is um but before, on a first date do you take them to meet mom and 
dad, no, there's no safety there, right? You don't want mom and dad to think you're an idiot. Like, what are you doing with this person? Um, you know, the, uh, the, the idea is that you would make a private commitment before you make a public commitment. And sales forgets that so often. So the private commitment in business might look like, SD, I will uh, sign up for your three-day, 20-minute-a-day session, which Ooh, I have. Someone looked at my website. I'm impressed. You say, yeah, well, you said I didn't care, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> the, um, but, you know, that gives me, that's a, that's a private commitment, right? Now, you will violate, this is your test, SD, you violate that if you then send me a marketing workflow right after that because I didn't ask for that. I asked to do your three minute session. Now at the end of those three- 20, You will not 20, get a marketing workflow. See, that's perffect. So because that's- safety. I believe that one of my teachings on email marketing is that it's a conversation and everyone misses this because they look at the big people on email marketing who talk at people. And at some level that works for them and some means because that's their authenticity, but then everyone copies it and they just talk at people. But that, you so wouldn't- talk to a human like that. If you wouldn't say it with your voice, you can't write a sales pitch like that. I don't care if it's an email or a sales letter or a flyer or what, if you would never have those kinds of words come out of your mouth, it shouldn't come out in any other way. I love it. Like you wouldn't maybe be like, Esty, I want to do your 20 minute challenge. I wouldn't be like, awesome. Do you want to buy my program? How about tomorrow? I've got a free <laughs> webinar for you. Would you like to take that today? It's only available for the next 48 hours. You should really check it out. It's about to expire. Here's another email. There's a clock ticking. Uh, oh, you're about to lose out. By the way, I got a special deal for you. And you're like, could I just have this stupid 20 minute video? I, go away. Right. Right. Yeah. So if you, so that private commitment, you, you will, everybody will make more deals and help more importantly, help more people. If you tell people ahead of time, not that it's free, although free is still the most powerful word and, and ad copy, but, and I think you promised that it's free. I think you had, you assigned a value to it and then offered it to me for free. So yep. there's some assigned value. It's a good pricing technique. Uh, we can talk about price anchoring another day. Um, we can get into pet peeves on price anchoring. That'd be fun. Um, I would like, wait, can we do a tangent on pet peeves on price anchoring? Go. <laughs> I'm not going to get there yet. The new show is just going to be all pet peeves. Like that's literally what I want this show to be because I'm tired of talking about all the things that are boring. Well, okay. Let's so just here's talk my about pet the things peeve. that are annoying and fun and interesting. My pet peeve on price anchoring. So first of all, what's price anchoring? Price anchoring is the, the technique of giving me three options and you always share the largest number first, and then the medium number second, and then the, the smallest number third marketers or salespeople will do that with the intent of never selling the big number, right? The idea is that you anchor as a human being, you anchor on the first thing you saw, then you compare the next things um, to that first number. So that, but the other thing, and this is the pet peeve, right? So does that make sense so far, right? Yeah, and I would say also another thing of price anchoring is just assigning values. Right. Especially yeah. when we talk about like the information product space and all of that, where like you just, people just make shit up. Like, sorry, <laughs> family friendly <laughs> show. People just make stuff up. They're just like, yep. oh, well, I had a guy come to me. He's like, we're going to do this online crypto program. I was like, okay, what are we selling for? Like, we're not sure. Either $47 or $97 or $497 or $1997 or $34.97. We didn't decide. I'm like, what's in the program? <laughs> right. Right. Let's, yeah, let's make it. Up, we, number we feel like is like what's the thing worth let's look at the industry standard what are programs selling for who are you just make it bleh. <laughs> so you got onto your peeve before i got done with mine I sorry love it. 
No, it's fun. Uh, it's infectious. Um, so my peeve is knowing that you start with the, here's the $10 option, then here's the $8 option, then here's a $5 option. The science says that you're going to, most people will buy the $5 option. Um, most people, buy the middle. yeah, most people right. will buy the middle, right? Cause you yeah. don't want the cheapest thing and you don't, you don't yeah, want to most... thing because you're not that person. Right. One of my early clients, my early days was a catering company. He had two tiers. One of the things that changed his whole business was I just added a third tier because a lot of people were taking his lower option and not the higher option because that was right. expensive. I said, right. just add a third tier on top of the second one. And suddenly everyone started choosing the middle. It was like instantaneous revenue. It's magic. It's magic. Yeah. It's not magic. It's human. No, it's so, human behavior. Yeah. And that's the great All thing. Whatever. So study human behavior. So here's my pet peeve. Yeah. How many people go out there either with two prices where the price anchor is the high one and you end yep. up selling you your worst product? One. The other peeve is people order them wrong because I, I am, I, I'm trying to teach my grandson how to count, right? So I say one, two, three. Yeah. Well, we all rewrite our copy. One, two, three. We do our small price, then our bigger, and then our biggest price. Well, then people have anchored on your small, small price, price, and everything seems expensive compared to the small What about the, the websites price. where they list their tiers from left to right, and it's always cheapest to most expensive? That's what I'm saying. Price. Yeah, that drives me nuts. I'm like, you got so close to doing it right, <laughs> so close. <laughs> but uh, and it's and let me say this too, and I. And I I, I, I want to make sure nobody here thinks, oh, ST and Sean are talking about how to manipulate people to spend more money. We absolutely are talking about how to manipulate people to get the right value to solve their problems. Perfect. Because to manipulate is just to form. This is one of, in my welcome module in my program for the last like three years, um, and I, I teach this as a foundational principle, I'm going to teach you how to manipulate. You're going to use this power for good. To manipulate is not bad. It means to form. We are always forming other people's opinions. Use the power for good. Use it to serve. If you use it for bad, it's just going to come back and bite you. Yep. Give it a month, yep. six months, a year or two years max. Two years is the max I've seen someone be able to run without integrity in today's, like, That's in the micro business world. Bigger businesses can go longer because they have, like, more things to cover their tracks and more whatever. Yep. But like solopreneurs, small businesses, <laughs> like really small, two years. But, but enough about Facebook. Um, <laughs> sorry. The, um, sorry, now uh, my social media will not work anymore. Here forward. They heard that. They absolutely they did. I know they did. recording devices on you. They recorded you on <laughs> all of them. They've now set the laser pointers from the satellite. That's right. <laughs> I may not even be here in a few minutes. You're going to be vaporized so, right after you're you're worse at running down. You're worse at running down rabbit trails than I am. So well, that was the rabbit trail from the private public commitment. Uh -huh. So I just want to make sure businesses understand, and you will get more people that'll be more comfortable trying your product, like your free trial product, right? I know before I click on the three-day marketing success challenge, I know I'm going to get three really well-crafted, exciteful. You're going to give me some good stuff. I can probably even take some stuff out of that and try it myself without hiring or buying anything from you. That is but, but if you don't tell me at the front end that it's a private commitment and you're not going to hammer me with a marketing email workflow, so many people do marketing and somebody that poorly, and so many people do workflows poorly, where if I, if I get, in fact, Apple's built a whole business on it, right? Every time I'm on my iPhone now in the new operating system and I sign up, in fact, when I signed up for yours, SD, I was on my iPhone and it gave me the option to give you a fake email. 
Now I gave you my real one just so you know. I but did? wait a second. I don't ever get that on my iPhone. Why don't well, I have a, a fake newest, setting? Newest up newest operating system allows you to mask your it's I think it's called email masking. So you never actually get my real email. So that's gonna become so remember that how many there's eighty million um iPhones, I think, in my city block. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be an important part of marketing moving forward to understand. Hold on. Well, what does that then mean? I mean, I've been, because once you own your own domain, you can make anything at that domain.com, right? And I've seen people, I look at my backend. I'm a data person. I was a CIO for six and a half years. So I study my backend. I do my own database and my workflow structures myself, actually. Um, and so I see some people, they sign up for three-day marketing success challenge at fitzmartin.com. Like they'll do that and then track that because they'll know exactly well, sure. then they'll know if I've sold their email address, which I never do, right? Or shared it, which I never do. But they would know immediately because they'd see what was coming to that address and they can track and they can filter everything that comes to that address into another folder. So I've never hit their inbox. Yep. So, yeah. People, the, the, the techies among us have been doing this for a long time. Right. Yeah. So I the other the other marketing trick that I I mean and my, I, I shouldn't even say this, right? This is both one of the greatest insights. If you turn off your tra if turn off preloaded pictures, then people don't know if you've opened your your uh, email or not. So I do that. But I guess I, I don't share it because that and the Apple, uh, so tracking pixels open rates. and Apple. And Apple also with its new download feature is also going to mess with open rates. Like there's a whole, oh, and it's, this oh, is when it's, you get deep into the tactics, right? Like. But here's Every the point. tactic has like a massive deep dive. So you can dabble on the surface of any tactic, but if you're going to really use one, you have to drill down. You're going to really use email marketing. Yeah. And, and here's my point. I think you're going to have to get past the idea of the tactics or the tools and Google makes its money. Apple's going to make its money and it's going to deliver and reward authenticity. So if SD can really help you, Google's smart enough to figure out that her content and your need and your long form search algorithm that you know, when you type in a micro business owner trying to break out of plateaus and it's, you know, 30 words, then Google's going to know who SD is and point them to you, point people to you. They're better at, they're smart. Google's smarter than all of us. Apple's smarter than all yes, of us. Yes, and I feel like so, it's the same as what we're, we're seeing with like, let's say crypto and like Bitcoin mining. We're like in the beginning, yes. And then as soon as the big guns get wind of it, like in the beginning, right, everyone could mine Bitcoin. It was no big deal. Now you've got like, you know, Bitcoin server farms and like the giants. And for a little guy to do anything is basically impossible. So yeah. I would agree with you in the, in the short term. Again, and we've already passed the short term, but it's like entering the next bell curve. But there's yep. a point where that's going to tip and the big companies are going to figure it out. And then they're going to put all their guns on the long tail keyword and, yep. and just take that. Yeah, I think so long I think tail is already key, dead. But right, the the key is strategy. The key is the framework. The key is authenticity. How the thing operates. I was going to say authenticity. If you so, can really help somebody and you're authentic about it and you share, because yes, like you SD, have to know how it's not enough. Well, you can be super authentic and and not have any idea how to communicate that or who to communicate it to, and just sit yeah. in your room or make your social media channel and make your posts, and no one ever sees them because you don't know how to play the game. When it, and when it doesn't work, that's when you hire a professional that really knows. So here's tip number two um, or three or eight. I don't even know what number <laughs> we're on. But, um, you know, I, I think that just like I can download your three day success course and I'm going to get two, three, four, five nuggets that I could do myself. Eventually, all the, the hard stuff is in the application and a lot of the hard stuff is in 
need third party opinions. You need a perspective. I mean, there's a reason relationship counseling, you, you don't just do it with, with two people, right? You have to have that third party to give perspective to both other parties. So same thing happens. That's why that's how you and I make a living is bringing third party perspective to businesses that can't identify how to get out of or how to apply out of their blocks or through their barriers or even even just understanding like how to if you want a shortcut to how to figure out all this stuff that's going on with privacy right now call somebody who thinks about it all day because that's what i do yeah that's what, you that's do. what i do also i'm like i need an expert in like just give me the expert in let me pick their brain for five to 50 minutes and i'm done and pay them why you know why i just think it's so interesting so pet peeve number 13. Mm -hmm. um okay uh business owner well, we got some legal issues. That lawyer's $280 an hour. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, we got some accounting stuff and tax season. That's pretty serious. My accountant costs $340 an hour. Yeah, that's fine. Marketing? Let's just put it up on Etsy or Fiverr or something. <laughs> Oh, it's only 15 bucks. Yeah, that's fine. Why? Why do you not think you wouldn't do your accounting, your legal work? Your... This is yeah. so my big passion and big vision is to change the understanding of the marketing landscape. That That's literally my mission right now. I love it. That is so widespread that the same way you'd never hire your plumber. Like, you know, you're a good plumber. Can you do my electrical wiring? Also stick in a jacuzzi, <laughs> whether I have the piping cord or not. And take a look at my blueprints and let me know what you think. You wouldn't do that because you understand specialties within the construction or innovations industry. Right. But in marketing, you're like, well, you seem to have a lot of followers on Twitter. Could you also do my Instagram, build my website and run my marketing for me? And they're like, yeah, I can, I can figure that out. Why not? Sure. Yeah. That's, well, that's all the same thing because it's all marketing. Marketing. Well, if there's all building the house so we could all, <laughs> I could do all of it. So there's a fault in marketing and that is, um, I believe there's a fault in marketing and, and my preference in my business is built around the ideas of sales are the most important thing because if nothing gets sold, nothing else matters. Um, I mean, you can do all the greatest marketing in the world, but if nothing gets sold, you don't care. Yeah, sales so is the culmination in. of your right. marketing strategy. Right. If you don't sell, not, there was, it wasn't worth anything. It wasn't there's worth There's a anything. background to get there. Yeah. So and when you're so why when you're interviewing an agency or or insider tip, right? When you're interviewing an agency, you want some marketing help. When they pull out the portfolio or send you to the website and show you all the pretty pictures, I think beautiful design. It all comes back to great typesetting, good handshakes, right? Not too tight, not too loose. Beautiful design is critical because that's that's another way of saying smart communications, intelligent, and the best communications has beautiful design, has good copy, it has beautiful aesthetics. And business capitalism is the act of communication, right? It is the the best communicator wins. That's whether you got the best product or the worst product or whatever, the best communicator wins. That's why marketing is important. So beyond that, when you interview that agency, you're, you're, you, you've got to look for somebody who comes in, I believe, and has a framework that has nothing to do with marketing, but has to do with by marketing, I mean art, uh, has to do with like, how do you help change behavior? If if you're That's interviewing an ad agency- How is this going to sell? Where's yeah. the big picture? This is this is my soapbox, right? Yep. That every marketer mm -hmm. and business owner within the next five to 10 years should understand that there's a distinction, that there's that there's a, a big picture that they can be part of. And uh, and there's a there'll be a critical turning point. Like I know, I'm sure I'm not the only one 
I know I'm not the only one who knows this. And I don't even believe I'm the only one who's doing this, right? And who's going out there. So I am looking to create and be part of creating that critical mass where it becomes a thing that if you don't know, you would ask someone, right? So if you're building your house for the first time and you don't know anything, you'd ask your friends who built a house or your contractor and they'd be like, no, you can't hire a plumber for your electrical wiring. That's not how this works. And so the knowledge becomes part of common knowledge. Whereas now it's just not, you ask your friend, but you're like, oh, you have to do Facebook ads. And you're like, okay, because I took this class and they said Facebook ads and it didn't work for me, but that's just what you have to do anyways. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. What? <laughs> Love it. Ugh. Love it. So many rants. Okay. We never even got to a current business struggle, but we've just been having too much fun. Tell everyone where they can find you. Next. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll talk about struggles next time. Obviously our, our, maybe our current business struggle is being concise, Esty. Maybe both of us. Have <laughs> um, I would love to help people. And we have so much so that we've built a page called free help on our website and it's fitzmartin.com, F-I-T-Z-M-A-R-T-I-N.com. And uh, you can also go to uh, Sean M. Doyle, S-E-A-N-M-D-O-Y-L-E.com. Make sure you have the middle initial in there. And there's a couple of videos that explain this cognitive marketing model. And I think it could help any business understand the value to you of doing and understanding marketing from that point of view instead of from an art only point of view. I like that. Yeah, I consider marketing an art and a science, not an art just from the creative graphical perspective, from that creative, intentional, bringing yourself into a place and science from a place of strategy and testing and iteration and information and, and structures and frameworks. And when you marry that, then it really works. I agree with you. And that leads me to my last tip. When you're interviewing some marketing firm ad agency and they tell you about the art of marketing and science, that's fine. Every one of them can talk about art. Just assume that they don't need to. Ask them to talk about the science. Right. That's where the weakness is. Most people say, they know to say it, but they don't have a basis. They don't have a platform. They don't know what it is. They just say it. They right. don't have access it, to it. Sounds, it sounds, it's smart, right? It's intuitively, right? I, I can't be all left brain. I got to be right brain. That's all that's saying. Okay. It's good that they acknowledge it. Ask them to give the definition. The other I would question- ask them more. How do, you, how do you implement the science? Absolutely. What are, and it's, I have one of the bonuses in our program is, you know, the marketer's hiring guide. You know, how do you choose your marketers? How do you, um, how do you make sure you're not going to get messed over? How do you choose someone that's going to execute your vision? Who's going to do the thing? Because so many people go and they come back and it's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't what I wanted to reflect me. And it's like, you looked at their stuff, right? I, there's this great, um, it kind of connects, but doesn't. There's a great quote from Oprah that I'm about to butcher, uh, but something along the lines of, you know, why do you need people to show you 29 times? Like when they show you once their true colors and their true nature, why do you need them to show you 29 times? Like just get it the first time, you know? And I feel like it's the same kind of thing when the marketer shows you all their materials and you're like, okay, I like this, but I want something different. And they're like, sure, but they've never made anything different. All the stuff they showed you is something you don't like, but they're going to make it different. And they're your sister's brother's niece's best friend's uncle. And so they're giving you a good price and you don't know who else to hire. So you're like, okay, they're going to make it different. No, they won't. No, they won't. They've never made it different before. Why do you it, think it's special? It doesn't work, but it's really reasonably priced. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just had a client the other day and we were talking about, you know, like free giveaway. She's like, 
you know, and I was, she actually did an incredible job with the top of funnel, like Facebook ad to workshop sign up. And I, I complimented her on it. She's like, yeah, but it was free. I said, sweetie, we all walk by things that are free all the time. You got people to take the free thing, own that. That's really good. It was a good free thing. That's yeah. really good. The fact that it's free doesn't mean everyone's going to take it, but yeah, it doesn't work, but it's reasonably priced. I love, okay. Uh, we could, we could definitely keep going. We um, could. Look, for, look for Sean on my new podcast whenever I end up launching that. Um, and so uh, surprise, I didn't warn you, but I like to ask my guests for a quote at the end. It does not have to be your favorite one of all time. Technically you can lean on the one you just gave me. I was going to say it doesn't work, but it's reasonably priced. Could, That's brand new. I like it. I like that totally one. Um, that. Yeah, no, I, I think my favorite, one of my favorite quotes related to sales and marketing is simply that. Uh, if something doesn't get sold, nothing else really, it just didn't matter. It just didn't right. matter. So, I mean, and, and you're right. You expressed that nicely in saying it's just, it's change. If nothing changed after all your work, all your sales, all your marketing, all your plant tours, all your retail displays, all, it just doesn't matter. So why would we measure anything else? Yeah. That's the goal. Love it. Well, this it's been fun. This has been super fun. Um, guys, if you want to tune in for more fun, obviously, make sure you're subscribed. Um, if you want to send anyone this fun conversation that we had, I don't even have like a specific thing, right? It was just like a general fun marketing sales conversation, rants, three-letter acronym. I don't know what. Share it because it was a fun conversation. And we will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?